live. I want to welcome everyone by live stream to Hill Country Cowboy Church. We've already had some great praise and worship this morning. We've already uh, taken care of a lot of God's business this morning, so we want to welcome you. I want to thank you for being here this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, if you have your Bibles, everybody should have a Bible. How many of you know that? If you have your Bibles, be uh, turning to Luke chapter 6. For all you men and those that may need to turn your hearing aids up, that's Luke chapter 6. Let me fix this. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to continue this morning. We've been teaching, I don't know how many weeks, on faith, and God hadn't released me one bit. As a matter of fact, let me just share something with you. I think it's uh, Luke 18, 8, I believe it is. Don't, don't hold me on that, but you can look it up. It says, when Jesus comes back to the earth, he's gonna, is he going to find faith? So if Jesus is going to, when he comes back to the earth, if, if, uh, if faith is that important to him, don't you think it ought to be important to us? So we're going to just continue this morning. We're going to keep rocking on until the Holy Ghost changes it on the importance of continually developing our faith. We know by previous studies of faith that everything God has made available to us, whether it be salvation, deliverance, healing, prosperity, protection over uh, demonic powers that uh, comes against us, everything that pertains to our living the abundant life, how many of you want to live the abundant life? John 10.10 10 says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. So everything that pertains to us living the abundant life must be received. Now listen to me. must be received by faith. God's already given it. He's already made the provision for everything. Amen. All we have to do as believers is we have to get our faith to the level to where we can receive it. We also learned last week that one of the hindrances to receiving what God has promised, at least for some Christians, is the lack of patience. Now, that was a very quietening sermon last week. Because let me tell you something. Most people don't want to hear about patience. They want everything today, if not sooner. Don't they? All right. See, some things come in, uh, may be instant in our lives. I've seen instant miracles. But then I've seen also that we're, and I'm just a logical preacher, I've seen some, mess, uh, some uh, people have to wait for a little bit longer to get their miracle. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. This morning I want to open up the Word of God and reveal another great hindrance to the receiving of God's promises. And that is making God's Word the final authority in our life. Until a Christian makes God's word the most important thing in their life, you will never receive everything that God has for you. Amen. That's the absolute truth, and we're going to see that this morning. What does it mean to have make God's word the final authority? It means whatever the word of God says about me and whatever the word of God says about you, <clears throat> we must adjust our life and our lifestyle to match his word. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. And along the way, there's going to be, have to be a lot of changes for some of us. Amen. amen. Some of y'all may not have changed at all. Well, I'm sure glad nobody raised their hand. We'd have to have an altar call for liars. 
You know, but along the way, there's going to be a lot of change that need to play, uh, take place in our lives, uh, and all of us know that. But we have to be willing to work through some things. Yes, How many of you had to work through some things since you got saved? Amen. Amen. There's a lot of people didn't raise their hand, but that's okay. Uh, that's just because they're, they're afraid of what I might say next. <laughs> I've, got the, I've got the congregation a little bit gun-shy about raising their hand. Oh, wait, wait a minute. I don't know what he's going to say next. Hallelujah. In other words, whenever we hear the Word of God, uh, that Word confronts us on every area of our life. How many of you know that? And it's going to confront us on our lifestyle that doesn't line up with God's Word. And there's going to be an immediate reaction in your life. And let me share something with you. I'm going to mean this negative. Most of the time, you're going to agree with you instead of agreeing with God's Word. Most of the time, your flesh is going to rise up and say, well, I don't know if that really says that or not. You know why it does that? Because you're doing it, and you don't want to change. Uh Okay, let's move on. Hallelujah. Our flesh will repel against God's word. How many of you ever known that your, your flesh repel against God's word? Amen. I don't want to do that. I want to do what I want to do. Like Frank Sinatra, there's a great song that says, uh, I want to do things my way. I did it my way. Let me tell you something. That's okay while you're living here on this earth, but there's going to be an end one of these days. And you living your life the way you want to, you may not like the results. Amen. The Bible says sin is fun for a season, <laughs> but then there's always consequences. Amen. Got two amens? Praise God. We can move on. <laughs> and a lot of us, we don't, we don't uh, admit that with, our, with what we say, but see, a lot of times our lifestyle shows it. See, you know, the Bible says you'll be known by your fruit. And let me tell you something. You can say all, all day long that you have a good fruit tree, but when there's rotten fruit falling off the tree, hey, guess what? All right, let's move on. So when the Word of God confronts our lifestyle uh, or confronts your lifestyle, you're either going to do one or two things. You're going to recognize that God is right, or you're going to continue to hold to what you think is true and what you think needs to be done. If you come to a church like you're going to this morning, praise God, how many of you know you will be confronted? Amen. Amen. And listen to me. We're not trying to be mean, critical, or judgmental, but God gave us his word to confront our lifestyle. Why? So we can feel bad, feel guilty? No. No. So we can change for the better. There's always a better in God. Hallelujah to Jesus. 2 Timothy 3.16, you don't have to turn there. And I'm going to read out of the Amplified. I'm actually going to paraphrase it. They may put it on the board. 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, The Word of God is given for instruction, for reproof, and conviction of sin, for correction of error, and discipline in obedience. Now, did it say in any of that it made the, the Word of God is supposed to make you feel good about yourself? No, it don't. Hallelujah. No, we are supposed to be corrected. Uh, because Why do we need to be corrected? Because God knows that the things in our life that are wrong and sinful, now listen to me, 
will eventually cause adverse consequences in our life. And he loves us. Amen. Amen. He loves us more than we'll ever know. Amen. God is not trying to control you or control your life. He is simply trying to help you and bless you. But he can't do that without your cooperation. We must cooperate with him. He's not going to force you or me to obey him, to allow him to move in our life. Matter of fact, he's not going to force anything on us. Why? Because he wants us to choose. Everybody say choose. He wants us to choose to line up our lives with his word. Amen. In other words, God wants you and I to choose to be in agreement with him. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Praise God. The title of this message today is the supernatural power of agreement. The supernatural power of agreement. Look at this in Luke chapter 6. It says, but why? No, this is an absolute great question for every Christian. But why do you call me Lord, Lord? Greek word for Lord right there is one you're supposed to be or are submitted to. Why do you, yeah, no, chapter 6, 46 through 49. Say amen when you're there. Sorry, I don't mean to get ahead of you. Amen. It says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? <laughs> uh-huh. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house. Now, that word house right there can be you individually. It can be in your marriage. And it can mean your family, but it can also mean this church. Amen? He says, I'm going to show you what he's like. He is like a man who built his life, who built his marriage, who built his family. Now watch this. Who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. How many of you know the rock is the revealed word of God? Amen. Amen. And when the flood rose, arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Amen. In other words, it was founded on the word of God. Yeah. Amen. We are to have our lives founded on the word of God. Look at verse 49. You don't want to be in this situation. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house, his life, his marriage, or his family, on the earth without a foundation of the word against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. Got off of quiet in God's house. It is vitally important, my brothers and sisters, to notice in both verse 48 and 49 that their decision to obey or disobey God's word had a direct impact on their life in their marriage, and in their family. Amen. Amen. In other words, Jesus said, for all those who hear my word but, fail, uh, but, but fall into, will fall into one of these two categories, those who hear and do it and those who hear and won't do it. There's no, other, there's no in between. Amen. You're either going to hear the word and you're going to do it or you're going to hear the word and you're not going to do it. Do it. All right. Amen. I just want us to all get on the same page with this. I'm, I'm just getting you down deep, then I'll get you out of it, okay? Because there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a train. 
Amen. It's a better life in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In other words, when I hear the word of God or you hear the word, uh, the word of God, uh, and we receive it as God speaking directly to us, you have to receive it as he's speaking to you. Amen. Amen. You can't just read it as another, like another book. You have to understand that the word of God is personal. It builds a personal relationship. Amen. Then when you begin to agree with it with your confession and your actions, he says there will be superhuman power. Hallelujah. Let me read that in 1 Thessalonians, okay? All right. Hallelujah. Let me go back over here and read the King James Version, a new King James Version. It says, for this reason, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, sorry, let's move on. I've got a lot to cover today, praise God. But at the end of the day, guess what we're going to be doing? We're going to get our lives in line with God's word. Amen. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. And this is Paul talking. He says, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcome it as the, not as the word of men, but as it is what? Truth. The word of God, which also effectually, or effectively, excuse me, works in you and you who believe. Amen. He said, uh, what he's saying is when you heard the word of God, you didn't hear it as it comes from Pastor John. You heard it. As truth. John 17, 17 says, Lord, sanctify them by your truth. And then he says this, your word is truth. So he's saying when you hear the word of God, you're going to hear it one of two ways. You're either going to hear it like man is preaching it, or you're going to hear it like God is preaching through man. Amen. Amen. You're either going to receive it as truth or not, that's truth. It's going to be your choice. you got to make a choice. Amen? Amen. Uh, the Amplified says it like this. It says, and we also especially thank God continually for this, that when you received the message of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of mere men, but as it is truth, uh, as it is truly is the word of God, which is effectually at work in you who believe. Now watch this. Exercising superhuman power in those who adhere to, trust in, and rely on it. Amen. Didn't say in there, anywhere in there would the, the, the superhuman power that somebody adheres and doesn't do it, does it? You got to adhere to it, trust in it, and rely on it. In other words, when you hear God's word and you receive it as him speaking directly to you, that's what I said a minute ago, then you will begin to agree with it, with your confession and actions. And he says there is superhuman power that begins to operate in your life. And listen to me, it's not natural. It's supernatural. My brothers and sisters, we are to be walking in the supernatural, not in the natural if we walk in the natural, what what's differentiates us from everybody out there? Not saying we're better than them, 
But God is a supernatural God. He's not a natural God. He's not a God you buy at the grocery store or buy at the uh, thrift store and put him up on the mantle and worship an idol. He's a God that lives on the inside of you. And he's supernatural. Well, if he's living on the inside of you, what does that make you? Supernatural. It's not that hard, is it? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> 1 John 4, 4, you don't have to turn there, but it says this. It says, you are of God, little children. How many children of God do we have in here? You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in this world. Amen. Amen. The greater one lives on the inside of me. The greater one lives on the inside of you. Get a hold of that. We don't need to be bound down to what this world says. Amen. What's the them he's talking about here? It says you have overcome them. What's the them? The world. How about, in, how about demons and devils? Do we have power over them? Amen. Ephesians 6, 12, I believe, says something like this. It says we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but it begins principalities, power, spiritual wickedness, the spiritual rulers of darkness in heavenly places. We don't, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Amen. When something comes against, uh, guys, listen to me. When you get in agreement with God's word and something comes against you in your family, in your individual life, don't try to fight it in the natural. Don't even think about it in the natural. Know that the devil is trying to put those thoughts in your head to sway you to get you to open your mouth and say something different than what the Word of God says. Haven't we been teaching that over the last few weeks? Watching what you say, watching your mouth, watch what you listen to, watch, how, what, watch what goes into your brain. It will affect you. Amen. Got one amen and one praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. We're not only uh, can have power and dominion over devils but we can also have power and dominion over our flesh got one we can praise God I'm talking about the 17 works of the flesh that are in Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 that's what we've overcome let's just go there how about that let's just go there and read that have we overcome them? This is a test now. Well, if we haven't, we better. Amen. Because there's certain consequences that are attached to many of the so-called pleasures that we enjoy in this world. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, now watch this, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not, everybody say will not. will not, 
will not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm not lying to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is to Christians. This is not to the people out in the world. If you go back into every one of the epistles, Paul, Peter, all of them, they were talking to the church. These things were in the church of Galatia. They used to worship idols. They used to have uh, orgies. They used to have all the things that were fun to man. And then Paul went in there and said, hey, y'all need to stop that business. Amen. And the God is telling you and I right now, we talked about Revelation this morning, chapter 4. Let me tell you something. We're living in chapter 2 and 3 right now. And God is warning his church, you need to get this junk out of your life. I'm coming and I'm coming soon. Amen. And I've told you many times before, and for any guests we have in here and have heard this, this does not mean you may not make it to heaven. This means that you may not get raptured, and it's going to be harder to get into heaven. Amen. Got awful quiet. Praise God. We're going to keep moving on, though. The Passion Bible says it like this. I don't know if we have the Passion up there or not, but we're going to go with it anyway. It says in Galatians 5, 19 through 21 in the Passion, it says, The cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of chasing after God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others get are favored, temper tantrums, Angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own passions or your own opinions, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. That's a whole list of them. If you fall into any one of those categories, I'm going to tell you as your pastor, you need to get it out of your life. You need to get your life in line with the Word of God. Or you may find yourself one of these days just standing, standing still and everybody in your family going to be gone. Are you hearing me? I told some people here a while back that if they don't get, if they don't get these kind of things out of their life and they got children, they wake up one day and be gone. You're still going to be standing Oh, God. I listen. I do it. Me. I do You need to come to where I'm trying to I'm trying to do like this. Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. How many of you finished? It says, Warn for me. How many of you know you're free? Right. You can do everything, but it's already warned you those who use their freedom in these things will. Not inherit the kingdom of God. How many of you understand about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven? Have you read the Bible? The kingdom of heaven is a place. The kingdom of God includes and everything else. So that tells me if I'm if I'm any of these things in Galatians five nine twenty one, and it don't matter who I am. You can be the preacher. You can be the choir person. You Anybody, you can get somebody sitting out there. Anybody. You can be the Pope. You can be Graham. You can be one. And you're part of these. That means 
Number one, you're really going to be hindering yourself to receiving what God has for you on this planet. And then because the kingdom of heaven is in that realm of the kingdom of God, you're going to keep yourself from even receiving that. If you continue in it. Now here's what's going to happen in the rapture. And I don't know why I'm going this way, but I am. There's, immediately after the rapture, there's going to be people who are uh, confessing to be Christians who are not living as a Christian who are going to say, oh my gosh, I missed it. That crazy preacher that I said was crazy at Hill Country Cowboy Church, that sucker was right. And I'm still here. You watching by live stream, you better be aware that Jesus is coming. And he's coming to rapture his true church, not the ones playing church. Amen. Let's move on. Hallelujah. Let me get a drink of water on that one. Hallelujah to Jesus. Are we having fun yet? I'm preaching to myself. I've told myself, well, I actually, that's why I tell you every day that I go, at the end of the day, I ask God to forgive me. Even for stuff I don't even know if I've done it or not. (laughs) Because I don't want to be found in a place. And you might not believe this is true, and it's okay, but the Word of God, I just read it to you. If you're practicing this stuff, it don't matter whether you believe it or not, it's going to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. See, I don't know about you, but when I read these scriptures some 23, 25 years ago now, I took them literal. And I'm encouraging you as a body of Christ, you, be, you need to take the word of God literal. Amen. It's literally talking. God don't need anybody to interpret the Bible for him. Amen. He says what he says and means what he says. I took everything that God started dealing with me about as he was talking directly to me. He was saying, son, John, love you. But you need to change in this area that, and that area. You need to get this out of your life. You need to start adding more of this in your life. You need to start straightening up, son, because I love you. I don't want you to be left behind. So I'm going to start just nurturing you if you'll just receive it. I said, yes, Father, I will. Easter morning, I made him that promise. I said, Father, you show me in your word where I'm making my mistakes, because I know he don't make any. I said, you show me in your word where I'm making my mistakes, and I promise you I'm going to immediately start working on doing them. And he's been showing me every day, ever since. Hallelujah. (coughs) Excuse me. Hallelujah. To all the folks who want to argue about what God is or what God is not saying, let me share this with you. You're always going to decide with you, and you're going to live your life on how you interpret the Bible. Amen. Matter of fact, you're living your life how you interpret the Scriptures. You're hearing the truth every Sunday when you're coming to church. And God, even then when you start to do what you know you shouldn't be doing, the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you, if you're saved, you got the Holy Spirit working on the inside of you, doing... Certain things he's telling you, don't do that. Don't do that. You know what that crazy pastor said? You need to stop doing that. 
That's what the devil calls somebody that's doing the word of God crazy. Oh, I know you don't. But that's what that lying demon say. Don't listen to that crazy pastor up there. He don't know what he's talking about. You know I've always brought you through, even though you were acting a fool. Hallelujah. The things that you want to do that give you pleasure right now, you're not going to like the end result. You're just not. Let me tell you something. You need to read the Bible. The Christians are gone, and I know she got into Revelation 5 and what have you. The Christians are gone in Revelations 4.1. I just want to let you know that. And then everything, and if, if you haven't, you wasn't here the time I taught on what's going to happen after the rapture, you need to pull that message up on the website and listen to it. Because everything after Revelation 4.1 has nothing to do with you in the church. Amen. If you're a born-again Christian doing your best to walk in God, it has nothing to do with you. All the hell that happens on this earth after that pertain, does not pertain to you. Amen. But if you're playing church, if you're playing church, everything after Revelation 4.1 is going to pertain to you. And you better read that and know that you don't want to be here. Right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're not going to like the end result of living a life of sin. On the other hand, if you receive God's word as literally talking to you and you come into agreement with it, and you'll have, uh, then you'll have that supernatural power on the inside of you that will help you get delivered from the bondages you may be having. It'll help you, but you got to call on that power. you got to stir it up. Yeah. Amen. You can overcome anything and everything. Amen? Amen? Tell your neighbor there's supernatural power, supernatural power. in agreeing with God's word. God's word. Hallelujah. Look at this in Job chapter 22. I give a lot of scriptures. I encourage each and every one of you to go and study your Bible. Because I kind of just give you the the headlines. Amen? But there's a story after story after story about how supernaturally God works on your behalf when you come into agreement with him. Job chapter 22, verse 21. It says, Now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Thereby good will come to you. Now, that's a little bitty scripture, but that's got so much in it. Amen? The Amplified says it says like this. It says, acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God. Now, watch this. It says, and show yourself. Show yourself to be conformed to his will. That's what it talks about agreeing with God. So it's not just in word, but it's in deed. It's not just saying, I agree with God's word. But when we hear it, do we really conform to it? Are you conforming to God's word when you hear it every Sunday? Are you leaving here and you just making up your mind and making it, maybe talking it over with your wife or your family saying, hey, you know something? We haven't been living God's word, but from now on we're going to. Amen. It don't matter what, who says what. 
Who in the family says it's okay to do this? Who in the grandma and grandpa said it's okay? It's not okay if God don't say it. And from now on, from this day forward, I'm not going to do it anymore. Let me share something with you. When Brenda, Miss Brenda and I got, truly got born again or rededicated our lives in 1997, we were doing some stupid stuff in our life. I went home immediately that morning after the Holy Ghost ministered to me. And I told her, I said, we're not doing this anymore. We're not doing this anymore. This stuff is getting out of our house. And she said, no, no, I'm not, no, I don't agree with that. What's happened to you? Not that she was bad. That's, hey, you get to live in the way the world lives, you get used to it. How many of you, now, I don't mind, I'm not going to trap you on this. How many of you, when you were living in sin, enjoyed it? Come on, guys. Everybody enjoys sin. We did at that moment because you didn't know any better, right? Well, that's what happened to us. So when I went home and I said, hey, this is gone, this is gone, this is gone. She said, no, it ain't either. I said, yes, it is too. I said, here's what I told her. I said, I'm going on with God. You have no idea what happened to me this morning, but I'm going to share it with you. And I shared it with you. And I said, I'm going on with God. He showed me everything in my life where things were going wrong in my life was my fault. I said, and I'm not doing those no more, period. Now, was it a process? Absolutely. But see, by me saying it, by me starting it, I started the process. And God can work with the process, but we got to start the process. He's not going to force it on us. Amen. Hallelujah. Notice at peace. The peace that God's talking about in verse 21, the peace is connected to you conforming to God's will. My brothers and sisters, there is no peace outside of God's will. There is none. There's no joy there. And you can try to pour all the joy down into your gullet that you want to. You can try to smoke all the joy you want to or whatever. And there's no joy except in the love of Jesus Christ, Amen. period. Amen. There's no peace there. When we're in rebellion against God's word, there is no peace. When we're wanting to do what we want to do, instead of what God has told us to do, there is no peace. You see, brothers and sisters, peace comes through obedience. Peace comes through obedience. I did not start finding peace in my life until I became obedient to what God told me to do. When I made that bold statement that morning saying, Father, I'll do it when you tell me to, I really didn't at first. I didn't know what I was saying. Because he started telling me a bunch of stuff, and let me tell you something, it was hard to do. But I stuck with it. I stuck with it and stuck with it. I never quit. Praise God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, let's finish this up and move on. But I want you to see how much truth was in this one scripture. There's a lot of truth in the word of God. Amen. But we got to get in there and dig it out. Verse 21 again, it says, Acquaint now yourself with him, agree with God, and show yourself to be conformed to his will, and be at peace. 
And by that, by what? By being conformed to his will, right? right? By being conformed to his will, you shall prosper and great good shall come to you. In other words, he's telling you and I that when we get our lives in agreement with his will, with his word, then we're going to have peace and a great good will come on us. Can you say praise God? Praise God. Hallelujah, that's powerful. But see, the key, my brother and sister, is that we got to bring our lives into agreement with him. Amen? Amen? That means making God's word the final authority over the way you live your life, the way you see your marriage and treat one another. I hope y'all writing these down. Yes, we are. All you married folks, we're going to have a little marriage counseling in here uh, in the near future. I don't know when. God's putting it on my heart to have a, uh, just have a separate marriage deal. Married people, you need to get your life lined up with the Word of God. Amen. You'll not have peace in your house while it's divided. And I'm not talking about division between man and his wife. I'm talking about a division between man and wife against God. If you're divided against his Word, all hell is going to keep breaking loose in your life. Can't get around it. Can't not believe it. You can say, well, I don't believe that. Well, it don't matter whether you believe it or not. The Word of God says it. <laughs> I laugh at myself when I used to say, well, you know, I don't believe that. And the Holy Spirit would say, it don't matter, son, whether you believe it or not, it's still true. And when you get tired of bumping into that wall, you'll just move over a step and go ahead and walk through my door. I am the truth, the way, and the life. Amen. Hallelujah. The key is bringing our lives into agreement with God. You have to make him, uh, his word, the final authority in the way you live your life, the way you see your marriage and treat one another, and the way you raise your children. Amen. Men, I'm not going to bring the women on in on this. I'm going to just share you something with you. You will be judged by God on how you raise your children. Women, you will too. But the man's ahead of the household. Amen. Got really quiet in God's house. Can't you just go back to just including all of us, Pastor? We don't like you singling us out. It's important how you raise your children. Being in agreement with God's word is aligning our lives with his word. And then and only then will we receive the peace and great good in our lives. And it starts with a simple decision like I did to say, Lord, you're right, I'm wrong, and I'm going to change. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's letting God take the steering wheel of your life. I've told many of people in here, God is not going to be your co-pilot. Amen. Amen. People say, I'm glad God's my co-pilot. No, he's not your co-pilot. He ain't driving. He ain't going. Amen. He don't take a side seat to nobody. He said, you're following me. I'm not following you. And see, that's one of the biggest hindrances in the body of Christ today. Most Christians want God to follow them. Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm preaching me happy. I'm helping me. Praise the Lord. We have to let God take the steering wheel of our life and let him take 
us into that place that no one else can take us but him. See, there's a place in your life that you can't go without God. Amen. And once you get really born up, born uh, and girded up in the word, you'll find out there's no place you can go without him. Hallelujah. He's going to open doors that will benefit you, and he's going to close doors that won't. Why? Because he loves us. And he wants the best for us. Can I get an amen to that? I don't know about you, but I I needed to hear that this morning. Praise God. I'm so glad I came to church. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's look at Psalms. Psalms 133, and we actually use this scripture in, in our praise tonight, or this morning, praise God. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Psalms 133, it's not very long, it's just three verses. Say amen when you're there. It says, behold, that means pay attention. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I want you to notice it's not just us coming together as the body of Christ and dwelling together, is it? He says, but it's us dwelling together in what? Unity. Look at verse 2. It says, it is like the precious oil. I'm not going to do a teaching on it, but if you go back over in the Old Testament, the precious oil, the oil was the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And it fell on men. And this is what it was like. It's like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. He was kind of covered in the anointing, wasn't he? It is like the dew of Hermon descending from the mountains of Zion. For there, everybody say there. For there, in that place of unity, the Lord God commanded the blessing. That should have got at least two hallelujahs and a praise the Lord. Let me say that again. Right there in that place of unity, the Lord commanded the blessing. How would you like the Lord to just say, I command the blessing in his life? That's what he does. He commands the blessing. When we get in line with his word, when we agree to his word. That's exciting to me. I want him command in my life. I want him commanding the blessing. He has been. Ever since we really got serious about the word of God, he has done nothing but bless us. And I'm not talking about putting money in your bank account. I'm talking about working us through the trials and the tribulations that this world has to offer. I'm talking about giving us joy and peace in the midst of the storm. And then always taking us to the other side of the storm. Amen. That's the God I serve. That's the God I hope you're willing to serve. He's a God that's going to bring you through everything. If we just surrender to him and get in line with him. Hallelujah. Mm -mm -mm. Isn't that what your Bible says? Does it say he's going to command a blessing on your life? If you get in agreement with him, well, shouldn't that motivate you to just say, you know something, no matter what, no matter whether you get in line with him or not, I'm going to. Amen. Amen. I wasn't meaning that ugly when I told my wife that. I said, no matter what you do, I'm getting in line with the word of God. And guess what? 
because you're part of the household, because you're married to me and we're one, where I go, you're going to go. When God commands a blessing on me, He's going to command a blessing on you. And you know what happened? Before long, she got in agreement with me. And then when one can put 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. Amen. <laughs> then he commanded a blessing on both of us. And I got to receive her blessing, and she got to receive mine. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. I ought to get her out here. She'd just be having y'all crawling at the mouth. She'd, she'd get y'all excited. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> It says, when we are in unity or agreement with God's word, that God commands the blessing. Is that not what your Bible says? Amen. Amen. Let me put it this way. Get you in line with me. If I'm in, bless, if I'm in agreement with God's word, and let's just say Jason's in, uh, uh, Jason, sorry. Jason's, <laughs> Sorry. I looked right at you and looked over there and pointed over there. And Jason's in line with God's word. And Shauna's in line with God's word. Miss Brenda's in line with God's word. We're all in line with God's word. And then we come into the house of God. And we're all in agreement with God. Uh-huh. I got one woo. She got it. The anointing. The power of Almighty God can work miracles in our lives. And you know something? We're, we're seeing those miracles in this body. Amen. We don't just put those prayer requests in just to put them in. How many of you here have put a prayer request in and got a miracle in your life? Everybody look around. Hallelujah. The ones that have it, are you still walking in patience? Are you still being patient? And when I say being patient, are, are you still standing on your profession and saying, no, don't matter what I see, I'm going to believe God for this. I will not back down or back up. My God has promised, and I'm going to just stand until he gives it to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stick with me. I'm about done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's turn over to Matthew chapter 18. I'm going to close with this scripture. While you're turning there, I just want to remind you and encourage you that no matter what we've seen in this church, and we've seen miracles, that the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Because every day we get a little bit more in line with God's word, and we get a little bit more in line with God's word. Amen? Matthew chapter 18. Verse 18 and 19. And like I said, I'm going to close with this. We'll never get done. <laughs> Everybody say amen to that. Amen. You know when we're done? When we're gone. Amen. That's right. When we're gone, we're done. And then all we're going to do is just praise him from then on. Praise God. But I want to show you the principle of God. Now, this is when I say principle of God, let me share something with you. Again, it don't matter whether you believe this or not. When there's a principle of God Almighty, it's a principle. It's the way the earth was founded. It's the way everything uh, happens on this earth. We've learned that in the past. Amen? Amen. 
But this principle will solidify what I've been telling you. Matthew 18, verse 18. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Hallelujah. We could stop right there, but we're not going to. Verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, underline that in your Bible, concerning anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. That's why Miss Brenda and I came into agreement. We want to see God's word happening in our lives. We want to live the abundant life. And again, I'm not talking about money. I, he's promised he would supply all of our needs. And let me just share some of you. If you're thinking about sitting there thinking, well, if he'll give me whatever I ask, I'm going to ask for a million dollars. Well, you better have a lot of patience. Or you better start using what he's already given you for his benefit. Remember Luke 6, 38? Well, with what measure you give, it will be given back to you. Well, if you ain't given a million dollars, don't expect one. Amen. You can buy all the lottery tickets you want to. <clears throat> and if by chance you win the lottery, I hope you're a tither. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. <laughs> Matthew 18, 19 in the Amplified says this. It says, again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, you harmonize together, you make a symphony together. I like that. You make a symphony together. How many of you know that the greatest sounding symphony is when all the players are playing off the same sheet music? Any ever been in band? How I many? What happens if everybody's got a different song in front of them to play? <laughs> Isn't that good though? We make a symphony together. Amen. Hallelujah! If two or you agree on earth, harmonizing one another, making a symphony together about whatever, anything and everything, I like that. That they may ask. It will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. Amen. Woo! Amen. You got God on your side. We do. Amen. You born again, and you're going to get your life in agreement with God's word. The more you do, the more God's going to battle for you. Amen. Amen. He will see those things that you're standing for come to pass. Hallelujah. This is just a great message to follow up with patience, isn't it? I'm just trying to let you know it's coming. Don't give up. Don't stop confessing. Don't stop believing the word of God. Hallelujah. How many of you would like anything and everything you ask to come to pass? Wow. How many would like to give me everything that you should be praying for come to pass? If you ain't going to raise your hand to one... Then you might as well pray that I get it. Amen. I want you to come into agreement with me. Come on now. How many of you would like anything and everything you're asking God for to come to pass? 
Don't be ashamed to raise your hand. You know something? He's looking at you. He said, well, if he ain't got enough nerve to even raise his hand in church. Come on. Hallelujah. We serve a very simplistic, not a simple God, but a simplistic word. He says, I'm going to say what I mean and mean what I say. If you get in line with my word, you get in agreement with my word, I'm going to give you whatever you ask. Hallelujah. Then whether if you want everything and everything you ask for, see, I was setting you up. Then whether you're an individual or you're, and you're single, how many single folks we got in here? One or two? Nobody? Praise the Lord. One or two. Amen. A few single folks over here. This is to you. If you're single or an individual, <clears throat> get in agreement with God. And then when you and him agree, he's going to bring it to pass. How many married folk we got in here this morning? This is to you. To all the married folks, I want you to, being in agreement with God means that you're making his word the final authority in your home. Amen. Amen. And y'all agree with that. Y'all come into agreement with that. Amen. Families, for you men and women that still have grand, uh, kids or you grandparents that have grandkids, how many of you know you're responsible for training them up? Amen. You are to teach your kids and grandkids the importance of being in agreement with God. Show them how important it is. Y'all come into agreement. If you're not doing it, you need to start doing it. Start praying in front of them. Grandparents, pray in front of your grandkids. Hallelujah. And pray God's word. Hallelujah. And teach them. Teach our children. They're the next generation. If the Lord tarries. Now, he could come before the service is over. I just felt somebody thought, man, I hope not. I'm not ready. Could have been by Facebook. I mean, uh, it's live stream. Hallelujah. Well, let me share this with you. When we as Christians come into agreement with God's word, then God has promised, he's promised he will bring our desires, our needs, everything he has for us, he will bring it to pass. Can you say amen to that? Amen. All right, let's stand together. Praise God. Man, time went by fast today. Ooh, hallelujah. Anybody get anything out of this today? Hallelujah. Well, we never close down a service. We don't offer someone or anyone and everyone an opportunity. The number one, give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You may have never given your life to him. You may be standing in here today or be watching by live stream. You may be sitting there in your home saying, you know something, I really never have surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you want to do that today with every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around. This is a very special moment between the Holy Ghost and His people. If that's you and you want to give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, you want to dedicate your life to Him, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back there. God sees those hands. Hallelujah to Jesus. If you're in here this morning or watching by a live stream and you've you know, you gave your heart to him years and years and years ago.
you know, and you've been going to church and, you know, you've been, you've been doing all the churchy stuff, you know, coming on to church on Sundays and doing the things that you think that you've been taught, really. Let me share something with you. Going to church don't save you. Surrendering your life to Jesus Christ does. So if you're in this point, this place this morning or watching my live stream, you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. You just want to say, hey, God, I, I, I once gave my life to you, but for the last years I haven't been serving you. And I want to dedicate my life to you this morning. You want to raise your hand. Pray this prayer. Sinner needs your grace. I believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son. He came to this earth for me and died on the cross. He rose after three days and now living. By just confessing with my mouth and believing in my heart. So right now, I believe Christ is my Savior. I ask Him to come into my heart be new. And I dedicate myself to do His Word, to come in agreement with His Word when He reveals it to me. In his precious name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering. Now that we've got a whole lot more people, ask each and every one of you in here and ask a few questions. Are you in agreement with God? Or are you doing your own thing? God has laid out for you. Follow your own path. Are you in unity with Him and with His Word? And if not, if you're not in unity with Him this morning, would you be willing to say, I'm not and I'm going to change? If you're not in total unity with God, and I want you to be bold about this, I want you to just raise your hand. Hallelujah. And you want to change this morning. Hallelujah. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, you know my direction. You know whether I'm in unity with you or not. So I thank you that you forgive me because I have not been in unity. And I ask you to put in my heart a willingness to change. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We should all raise our hand. We can always grow, right? Ain't nobody walking on water.
I want to tell the uh, folks by live stream, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, go to our website. There's all kind of resources on there that you can download and listen to uh, that will help you in your walk with Christ. I want to encourage everyone that's in here to get on that website. We now have not only videos, or uh, the, uh, we also have them on Facebook, but the, we also have podcasts where you can download the messages on your phone and you can just plug them into your car and listen to them over and over and over again. And if you desire a quick path to getting in agreement with God and getting his blessings flowing in your life, I encourage you to download those and listen to them. Amen? Amen. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for coming into your house, Lord God. Father God, we are going to get in agreement with your word. As the body of Christ, we are going to come into one accord. And Father God, we know that your word has said when we do, 